Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith. I'm joined by founder of Coming to New York City, Katie Smith. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. And we are answering another question from Instagram uh, that you had come in. So, Katie, you want to kind of share what that question was or statement was? It was kind of a long message. Yeah, so I'll kind of paraphrase it. Um, By the way, I love um, talking to you guys on Instagram. I've heard from and um, from so many of you through Instagram. So I feel like it's very personal on there. So thanks for always um, reaching out and following our stories on Instagram. But this question came because this person is thinking about moving to New York City. Um, they're getting ready to retire, and um, they were wondering what the time, a good timeline is for preparing for a move to New York City. So that's what we wanted to talk about today, was actually the timeline and preparing for that move. And it is complicated, uh, to say the least, to move to New York City, and it is unlike anywhere else. And so while we've talked about our story in this a little bit and given some advice around this, we are going to get very detailed and, and talk through a lot of the, the complexities of this because it, it's it's not like you can just go and, you know, pick your apartment well in advance or even at the last minute. Uh, there's, there's a lot of layers to what you have to do to get here. And I think if you if you try to, there's not like a shortcut either. Right. And so if you're looking for a deal or you're trying to, you know, uh, we're, anyways, there's just, it's complicated. So let's, yeah, let's so talk we'll, through that, Katie. We'll try to talk through it and try to um, put a timeline to it and some instructions to it to help yeah. you through it. Um, so really my first thing is really make sure that you're, you're very serious about moving here and that you have informed yourself as much as possible, done as much research ahead of time so that you know, without a doubt, this is where you want to be and you want to go through all the steps yeah. and the process and all of that. So, um, and, there, and there are, let, let's maybe even talk through, there are some assumptions that I think we have to make because there's a lot of different options out there. A lot of people are single, they're coming in, maybe they're looking for a roommate situation or they maybe you have a lot of money and you can buy a place here that those are you know maybe the the single is somewhat of the norm but the uh buying a place is definitely not the norm the the norm is even if you're single getting your own apartment going through with a broker and you know getting getting renting an apartment here in New York City so we're going to walk through the general process of this that does change a little bit if you are looking for a roommate situation you can go on Craigslist mm-hmm. or some different apps but we're going to talk through assuming you're single and getting your own apartment or your family and you're getting an apartment and you're renting, renting an apartment yeah. in New York City in one of the five boroughs this is the general process and timeline you need to follow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is kind of a self-plug, but, you know, I would say go back and listen to our old podcast, especially episode 10, where we talk about how much it actually costs to move to New York City, um, and episode number nine, um, where we just talk about um, some of the process and everything. So go back and listen to our old podcast where we break down some of those numbers and some of those other things. Um, and then research some other podcasts and blogs and, um, other people on Instagram telling their stories because, um, you know, everybody has a unique story. So ours is not going to be exactly like your story. So again, just make sure that this is definitely what you want to do before you get too far into it. And you've spent a lot of money and then you're like, Oh, I didn't know this or that. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you feel either stuck or out money or, you know, you just have to be, you have to be ready and you have to be committed. 
if you're going to go through the process. And I would say just like being ready and committed is is kind of starts with your paperwork a, a little bit too sure. of, you know, you, you're going to, there, there's really no way around it. You're going to have to print bank statements. You're going to have to show proof of work and employment, uh, yeah. employment and Sometimes you even have to, yeah, yeah, like you said, your bank statements, you have to show um, everything. I mean, it's when renting an apartment, it's just like buying yeah. a house in a yeah. lot of other areas. And they, you got to prove that you can pay for it. And, and I think just saying, you know what, I'm going to, the people that say you're going to fake it till you make it, it doesn't work here. You can't just say, oh, I'm going to get a $3,000 a month apartment and I'll figure out how I'm going to pay for it later. Like, no, you've got to prove that you can pay for that before they're going to rent you that $3,000 or $5,000, whatever, whatever that mm-hmm. rent is. You got to prove that before you get the apartment, not figure it out after you right. get the apartment. Yeah. Yeah. So the next step, um, you know, once you've decided, yes, this is where I want to be, this is going to work. I've got the, the finances and the drive to put behind it. Um, I say about six to 12 months before you're wanting to move, come to New York city to look at neighborhoods. Um, What we did before we came to Manhattan and Park Slope too, we did a lot of research on neighborhoods that we thought were going to be good for kids, um, that had good schools, um, had were close to things we wanted to do. Um, And so we've had a list of probably 10 or 12 neighborhoods that we wanted to look at. And then when we came to New York City about nine months before, we wanted to move, we came just with the intent of not necessarily sightseeing and doing all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, but just looking at the neighborhoods, getting into every neighborhood, um, going to open houses in those neighborhoods to see kind of what we could afford, what what it would look like in each neighborhood, because each neighborhood has a different price point and what the kinds of buildings and kinds of apartments they offer. And so we quickly narrowed it down from 10 to 12 to one or two in that trip. And that made it really a lot easier when we came back later. And we'll talk about that um, to actually get an apartment, because if you have 10 or 12 neighborhoods you want to look at, when it comes down to actually shopping for an apartment, you don't have time to look in all those different areas. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be worn out. You're going to be frazzled, all of that, because you really got to narrow it down. So come six to 12 months ahead of time just to look at neighborhoods and think, okay, can I realistically live here? Yeah. And then, and you can find out because you'll probably have a general idea of budget and you can go to street easy and look at a bunch of apartments on there to see, okay, this is about how much it will cost to live in the East village or on the Upper West Side, and then actually go to those streets and see how close is it to the subway? How close mm-hmm. is it to restaurants? Why is it maybe that this neighborhood is cheaper than that neighborhood? Um, and so you can kind of have an understanding of this, these are the neighborhoods I can afford, and now let me go walk these neighborhoods to see how comfortable and how convenient uh, these neighborhoods are to the subways, to food, to mm-hmm. groceries, to uh, schools, if, the, if that's something that's important to you. So figure out what's important to you and then go walk those areas to see what the vibe is and, and if it fits you. Yeah. And also look, uh, go at night too. Yeah. Like once you have kind of visited all the, the neighborhoods, once you've narrowed it down to a couple, go visit at night and see if it still feels safe at night. Um, if it still, you know, is well lit and are there are people walking around or if it 
you know, kind of shuts down at night and kind of becomes a ghost town in that area. And um, that maybe that might work for you. You may like the quiet. Um, you know, everybody has different opinions on what their ideal neighborhood would look like. And yeah. so you can do a lot of research, but until you actually walk it and feel it, um, you know, that's where you'll really, you know, we fell in love with our two areas, yes. first Park Slope and now the Upper East Side, um, Yorkville area. Um, it was like we knew. Like when we walked into it, it was yep. like, yeah, this is this fits us right now. Yep, and we are biased towards both of the, I am biased towards both of those neighborhoods today yeah. of it was uh, Park Slope felt so much like home, and that's where the agent stage of our kids then was such a great neighborhood for us. And now I can't imagine living in another neighborhood other than the Upper East Side. I think everyone should live here, <laughs> but I think there's so many great neighborhoods and areas here in the city, and depending on your age and stage, yeah, um, and and what it is you're interested in, and maybe even what kind of foods you're interested, what kind of conveniences. Uh, you're interested in how crowded you want it to be or how you know quiet you want it to be. Now, nobody moves here because they want it to be quiet, uh, but maybe they don't want to be in the middle of Midtown. So I think you've got a lot to figure out, and I think spending several days very intentionally feeling out different neighborhoods, eating you know, and, and visiting their coffee shops and really getting a feel for the neighborhood is, is really important. Yeah, and so then once you leave um, that visit, Hopefully you have fell in, fallen in love with one or two neighborhoods. You've really narrowed it down. And then keep watching for the next few months on Street Easy, on any kind of you know uh, real estate website app that you can find, and just get a feel for what kind of apartments are available. Um, also do some research on a broker. If you you know, want to get a broker's help, which if you're moving for the first time, I would suggest it. They are not cheap, (laughs) unfortunately for us, but um, they are incredibly helpful and they're going to open up a lot of doors to you, literally and figuratively, I guess. Yes. Um, And so research a broker as well and um, find out who is, who's reputable in your neighborhood um, because some tend to specialize in certain neighborhoods at certain boroughs. Um, So just, you know, keep doing some research and and get a feel for those neighborhoods. Um, And if you have kids in school, you'll also want to figure out which district that neighborhood is in and which schools they're zoned for. And I would say finding a broker who you feel like is going to be patient with you, especially if you're moving here for the first time, you're going to want to see quite a few places. And a broker isn't going to love a renter because they don't get a ton of money from a renter as they would somebody buying. And so they're going to want to rush you into locking in a place. And for good reason, they're going to rush you because they know good places are going to go away too. So, But you want somebody who is going to be patient with you to really help you understand and have a good feel and get you the right place rather than just lock into the, the quickest deal. And so finding a good broker is important. I would say our first broker, I felt a little rushed. Our second broker, the one got us here on the Upper East Side, was so patient with us, so helpful. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and he's, and he's, I would say he's a friend today. Yeah, I talked to him this week, actually, and okay. told him that we were going to do some podcasts on this. And I always have people contacting me on Instagram asking me who our broker was, you yeah. know, because they're thinking about moving. So if you want to know who our broker was, DM me um, yeah. on Instagram, and I'll share his information with you. Yeah, he, he was a lot of fun um, and, and was so helpful in us getting a place. So finding a good broker, and you found him on Instagram, right? I did. So I love Million Dollar Listing New York. Yeah. Um, And so I had this idea that I wanted somebody who was knowledgeable and fun like that. And so I found um, Winston's Instagram and he was, he had this thing where he always took pictures in in their bathtubs um, of different apartments and things like that. So he seemed fun. He seemed energetic. You know, when you're going through that process, you don't want somebody who's a downer and who's, you know feels like it's a job or a chore to show you around. Like you're excited about moving to New York city. Like you want somebody who's excited about real estate too. And so I felt like he fit that for us and yeah, it worked out really well. Yep. Yep. Okay. He was great. Yes. So next step, the next step, and this is probably going to be a little surprising to people. You want to come two to three weeks before your move-in date to find an apartment. And I know that always blows people's mind because if you're like me, you're a planner and you'd rather get an apartment six, eight, nine, 12 months in advance, know where you're moving and then plan it all out. But it just does not work that way here. Um, Once an apartment goes on the market, um, landlords want it rented out right away. They might wait two weeks um, for you. That's what ours did. We actually came about six weeks ahead of time. Um, No, I guess it was about four weeks ahead of time. Mm -hmm. We came four weeks ahead of time, and it was too much. Um, The landlord would only hold it for two weeks, so we ended up paying rent on starting on June 1st, but we weren't moving in until June 15th, but they weren't going to hold it until June 15th. So we paid two weeks of rent, um, for an empty apartment that we weren't here yet. Both our apartments, we did that. We had to pay rent early because we got it too early. We, yeah, we just got it too early. We came too early. So, um, two to three weeks guys, like that's all. And things go fast. And so just like Nils was talking about having your paperwork ready, I carried a folder around with me when we went to each apartment with all of our paperwork filled out because as soon as you know that you want that apartment, you need to go back to your broker's office and start filling out the paperwork for yeah. it. And they need to get that submitted right away because you're not the only ones looking at it yeah. um, for sure. Um, doesn't matter what apartment it is. There are multiple people looking at it and they're wanting to move in too. So you want to get that paperwork in quickly. Um And when you're there, I would say give yourself ideally four to five days to look for an apartment Um, because you never know what could happen. In fact, we found an apartment we really loved here on the Upper East Side and something happened with a bed bug situation. Something happened. It fell through. Um, So the day before we were getting ready to leave, I had to go back out and look for other apartments. Luckily, we had a broker who um, had some stuff lined up for us, so I was able to to look really quickly, but we had probably three or four days, and it came down to the wire. I mean, we were at his office the night before we were going to leave trying to finish up paperwork. I mean, it all worked out in the end. I could not imagine being in a different apartment, but um, yeah, guys, two to three weeks 
um, ahead of time is the max that you can come out here to find an apartment. And if you see an apartment that's been sitting there for a while, don't get it. There's something wrong with it. (laughs) Good apartments don't last here in the city. Uh, They go quick. And so you've got to be ready. I would also say... If you do come a month early and you feel like, oh, they're going to make you pay for a couple weeks of not being here. And that's for us, that was like two thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. It's worth it to get a good apartment rather than getting stuck in another apartment, having to move, you know, a year later when your lease is up and having to go through the process all over again. Mm -hmm. Getting a good apartment here in the city is really difficult and you want to get the right apartment. And so it's it's a unique process. But you're right. About two weeks is the ideal, the sweet spot there for getting that apartment that you're going to want to move into. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another, just another reason to have a broker too, is just, um, they have kind of their finger on the pulse of the city and they get, they know when things are opening up, like they get emails and notifications and all of that. So you can, if you're doing it yourself, you have to wait until things get posted on on a website or on an app, but when you have a broker, they know when things open up before they get posted. So if you want to get in there quicker, um, you know, one other thing that you can do is research the management companies um, yeah. in the area. I know that our management company is called Broadwall, and they own five or six different buildings um, in the most of them up here on the Upper East Side. So that is one way that you could find an apartment without a broker is to research the management companies um, and see what they have available. I've never done it that way. Yeah. Um, it seems you're going to have to put in a lot of work, yep. a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, a lot of driving this you know whole thing. Yep. So if that is something that you want to do and you want to take on, it's going to be a lot of work, but you know it could save you some money in the end. Yep. So that's that's an option for you. So that's that timeline. I, you know, I'll throw out one other option that we that we did as well is we. Uh, if you're getting here two weeks, flying home and then flying back could be complicated. Um, you could even just get an Airbnb for a couple of weeks until your apartment then is ready. Or, like when we got here, our stuff wasn't here yet, so we got air mattresses and we slept on the floor in an air mattress. You might get an apartment and it is ready that day. Um, and you just move in and you sleep on air mattresses off of Amazon for two weeks until your stuff gets there, a week until your stuff gets there. So there there are some options, um, and you just have to be flexible in that move. Um, It is not a plan at well in advance. It's just how it is. Yeah, and I think, think, yeah, that's it exactly. And I would just say embrace it for what it is and think about it as going on an adventure. Like you can get all in your feelings and get nervous and have anxiety about the whole thing. Or you can say like, oh man, this is going to be crazy. It's going to be insane. But at the end, I'm going to be living in New York City and I'm going to have an apartment in New York City and what a story I will have. And maybe you could start a podcast afterwards, (laughs) but just embrace the process. Embrace that nothing is going to go exactly the way you think it's going to go. Um, Just try to have an open mind and enjoy the ride. Yep. Okay. So two weeks out, you get your apartment with your Mm -hmm. broker, then what? Um, yeah, then you start planning on how you're going to get up here. Just like you said, if you're, um, 
already here and maybe the apartment is is ready to go and you want to stay and you've already got your stuff packed up at home you can stay you can air mattress it you can airbnb it if you want to and then send your stuff up later we went home uh, we went back to texas we finished packing everything up got the movers all of that um and so we, I think we've talked about that in another podcast, so I won't yep. get into all of them, the movers and stuff like that too much. But, um, yeah, then you get here, and you are in New York Move City. Move in. Move yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I, I would just say the, the thing to remember, it, well, I, I would just say movers are almost essential in New York City, wherever it is that you're living, and that it's not like moving somewhere else and and you need multiple people somebody watch the truck somebody watch your stuff as you unloading it onto the sidewalk and then to you know moving it up it's uh it's complicated whether you're in a building or or what what the situation is yeah and if you're in a brownstone like we were going into brooklyn um we needed movers to get up and down those stairs um but there weren't any regulations when we're here in this building um you need a company that has a certificate of insurance um and that is um, certified and things like that. So we had to prove that to our building and reserve the service elevator as well. We had to schedule our move-in with this building. So depending on where you live, there may be some stipulations on who you can use as movers and what days you can move in as well. Yep. But but you might actually even need to get your movers before you get your apartment. And, and so that might depend on your situation. Uh, as you're thinking that through. Yeah, research, so, research them and talk yeah. to them. Um, and find someone that has experience moving into New York City. Yeah. That will help a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Katie, any other details when it comes to the timeline of moving to New York City? No, I think we've covered it um, pretty well. But if there are any other questions, like I said before, I love getting your questions on Instagram. So please feel free to reach out. Everybody's situation is a little bit different. So if you've got a, a question specifically for you and your um, your needs, let me know and I'll be happy to answer them. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Coming to New York City podcast. Make sure you go to comingtonewyorkcity.com to check out all the great resources there on the website. Katie has created a great course uh, for those that are visiting New York City, and we want to save you time and money uh, when you come here. And so we know that course, and we've heard such great things from those who have taken the course. Uh, So make sure you go and check that out. And if you would, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you might be listening. Thanks so much.